Chapter Five of His First and Last Appearance by Francis J. Fenn, S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Five, in which Mrs. Lachance gives Isabel a strange order, and dies. Many weary, anxious days passed away, and at length came the crisis in Mrs. Lachance's illness. Isabel had been prevailed upon by Miss Devereux to leave the sick room and take the rest she so much needed after the long, severe watch of the preceding night. But Isabel, at such a time, could not think of sleep or relaxation. The body of her mother, she had reason to believe, was beyond the aid of physicians. But the soul, the immortal soul for which Christ lived and loved and died, that might yet be saved." Kneeling before her crucifix, she passionately besought God to touch with his awakening grace the heart of her poor mother. Often and often, in season and out, during the past few days, had she implored the fever-stricken woman to allow a priest to be called for, but beyond a determined shake of the head, no reply had been vouchsafed. Philippa Marie, the good sisters, and many kind neighbors in the tenement had united in prayer for Mrs. Lachance's conversion but thus far she had been as imperious and as obstinate as in the days of her health and strength. With streaming eyes, then, did Isabel once more address herself to prayer. She had been on her knees before the crucifix for more than half an hour, when Miss Devereux hurriedly opened the door of the sick-room. "'Isabel!' she cried. "'Why, I—I I thought you were resting.' Startled in her devotions, the girl rose quickly from her knees. "'I was praying for mother.' she said simply. And she needs prayer, my dear. I fear that she is sinking. She is quite conscious, but so weak. Perhaps you had better stay beside her. Isabel hastened into the next room. As she entered, Mrs. Lachance turned her face towards her child, while a gleam of recognition overspread her features. Oh, my dear mother, my dear, dear mother, she cried, throwing herself beside the bed and laying her cheek against her mother's. You have been so good to me, and Philip and Marie. Under God, we owe everything to you. You have raised us good Catholics, and, oh, if anything should happen, and you were to die without having a priest, I don't see how I should get over it. Isabel was overcome with grief. A thin, wasted hand touched her cheek, softly, tenderly. Yes, dear, I understand. How thin, how feeble her voice. You are right. I have been so proud. Quick, dear. Indeed, indeed, I want a priest. Go, dearest, quickly. And while you go, pray for your poor, proud, unhappy mother. Isabel could scarcely believe her ears. Never before had her mother spoken thus. Never before had there dropped from her mother words so tender, so humble, so gentle. She gazed at the patient's face. Along with the change wrought by illness, she observed that the proud, imperious expression was gone, and the hardness had melted away. Her prayer was heard. Grace had knocked at the poor heart, had knocked and entered, and taken full possession. "'Oh, thank God, thank God!' cried the girl, and printing a kiss on the mother's brow, she hurried away on her sacred mission. While Miss Devereux, meanwhile, arranged the table— setting upon it crucifix and holy water and candle. Quickly the priest came, and when he had entered Mrs. Lachance's room, Miss Devereux and Isabel remained in the front room, waiting and praying. Fully a quarter of an hour passed before he came out. He was pale and excited. 
Isabel, he said quickly, go to your mother at once. She has something important to tell you, which she wishes you to hear from her own lips. Mine are sealed, and, besides, I do not quite understand. Hurry, my child, she is sinking fast. I will return when she has told you and anoint her. Isabel darted into the room. As she entered, Mrs. Lachance's face lighted up with joy. Poor woman! She was very meek and gentle now. Love and sorrow and prayer in the nearness of death, above all, grace, had changed the proud woman almost beyond belief. She held the crucifix in her hands, having just pressed it to her lips. Mother, mother, oh, how faint you look! And mother, I see that you wish to say something. You are troubled, dear mother. What is it? Isabel. The word was so faint that the girl scarcely heard it, and yet in the faint accents there was a world of anxiety. There could be no doubt of it. Mrs. Lachance had something very important to communicate. Speak, my mother, speak, she answered, bending low. I am listening. Isabel, pardon, forgive. Yes, O oh mother, you know I love you. Love Philip, Marie, and Charlie. Give them my love. Listen. Mrs. Lachance was bringing out each word laboriously, and with long pauses between, she was growing visibly weaker. But the anxiety in her eyes was something that filled the daughter with a sense of awe. Yes, mother, I am listening. Go on, mother. Isabel, go, go, to Milwaukee, gasped the dying woman. As though fearful that she had not been understood, she repeated, To Milwaukee, Milwaukee. She repeated the name of the city with a violent endeavor to be distinct. The effort exhausted her. Her head fell back, but still those hungry, pathetic, eager, anxious eyes remained fixed so pleadingly on Isabel. Yes, mother, I will go. The trouble left the poor failing eyes at that, and the mother essayed, lifting her head to speak further. Go, go. There came a fit of coughing, which racked the poor, panting frame frightfully. Jesus, Mary, she gasped, and again fell to coughing as before. The crucifix fell from the nerveless hand to the floor. Isabel picked it up at once and pressed it to her mother's lips. She kissed it eagerly, and the coughing ceased suddenly as it had suddenly begun. Then she endeavored to speak again, but her words were wild and inarticulate. She was delirious. Before the priest returned with the holy oils, she had sunk into unconsciousness. Father, sobbed Isabel, hastening out to meet him, I believe mother is dying. The priest entered the room, and, having taken one look at the woman, hastily administered the sacrament of extreme unction, and began to read the prayers for the dying. Before he had quite finished, Mrs. Lachance gave a little sigh, a gasp and then her features became still and calm. "'God help you, my dear Isabel,' whispered Miss Devereux. She did not need to say more. Her face told Isabel that all was over. Tenderly, tearfully, she bent over her mother's body and kissed the face. "'Dear mother,' she murmured, "'God has answered my prayer, and you have died a Catholic. Now I see my vocation. It is to take your place.' and be a mother to Marie and Philip and Charlie. End of chapter 5